Hello, movie peeps. This is Lizard. And this is Panda. Panda! Panda! <laughs> and this is our next episode of Lizard and Panda Take on Cinema. Woo! I'm going to apologize now. Because occasionally I will probably go into coughing fits. Because <laughs> I'm still pushing through the sinus infection I had last week. And the yeah. cough is still there. And my voice is still not 100%. Me, it's all the THC in my lungs. Yeah, that'll do that to you. <laughs> and the fact that I'm still smoking cigarettes probably yeah. does not help, yeah. but oh well. Uh, we all die eventually. Um, we don't really have any movie news, except, did you hear about, um, oh, what's it called, um, The Exorcist? No. That the date was pushed up. Really? So it was originally supposed to be October 13th. Mm-hmm. It is now being released October October 6th. Yeah. Want to know why? Why? Because the Taylor Swift concert is coming to theaters October 13th, and they didn't want to compete with it. That just says something about the movie. And they broke, like, Taylor Swift fans broke AMC, basically. Their website crashed. Oh, yeah, because freaking Swifties. Uh -huh. I will admit I am a Taylor Swift fan, but I'm there. there are some out there that are kind of scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's all the ones on Twitter. Yeah. That will literally, like, threaten other people if you mm -hmm. say, like, I don't like, like, I'm not really into Taylor Swift. And they start, like, threatening your lives and your children and your children's children. And it's like, okay. Breathe. I, I kind of want to make a, uh, a troll Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> they will find you and they will find out where you live. I'll fight them for you, but... They will find you. <laughs> oh, I'll just use a VPN. It's fine. Oh, there you go. That works then. But yeah, <clears throat> they did not want to compete with Taylor Swift, so they moved up the movie release date. That is hilarious. <laughs> I, I found that out and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm deaf. I'm still going to watch it, but still nervous. Probably will be until I actually see the movie. Because, mm -hmm. you know, after Halloween, I was disappointing yeah i'm still upset but one piece is out yes brian saw all of it and so did you and it broke <laughs> records it made more views than stranger things and wednesday i believe that i do there are a lot of fans out there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh and i did read volume two yes in between smut books <laughs> that were like horror themed. <laughs> horror themed. <laughs> why not? I had all the books. So I was just like, all right, I'll read this one that's dirty. And then I'll read One Piece. And then I'll read this one that's also dirty. <laughs> because why not? That, that's the equivalent of watching uh, horror movies. Uh, horror movie porn parodies. Yes, pretty much. It's just in written format. Mm -hmm. And it was it's funny, too, because I will never forget that TikTok video of when I first heard about these books that I'm talking about. Because she's like, do you find the men behind me attractive? And it's Ghostface, Michael, and Jason. And I'm sitting there like, am I about to be diagnosed with something right now? Because I don't I'm, think I'm, I'm ready I'm feeling for that. called out. Right <laughs> I'm feeling called out. And then she's like, well, I have news for you. There's three books on it. And I'm like... Oh, okay, I feel better now. <laughs> okay, I'm validated. I'm and a validated. lot of people were commenting the same thing, be like, I really thought I was about to be diagnosed with something <laughs> right now. And I'm like, thank God I'm not the only one. <laughs> uh, but I did, I, so far I am enjoying the One Piece manga. Mm -hmm. I have the third volume to still read, mm -hmm. but... You're getting there. I'm getting there. Mm 
it's quick. It's a quick read. So yeah, yeah. And if you do decide you want to continue reading, I feel like your favorite arc will be the Thriller Bark um, saga. Because it's all like pretty much like a gothic-themed um, horror-slash-comedy. Gotcha. I do like me some gothic themes. Mm-hmm. And I did show you a clip from that that saga. Yeah. That, with the zombie that was popping up, and then Luffy shoves him back into the ground. Yes, 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 yes. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. And the most heartbreaking fucking backstory in the entire fucking story. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, okay. It, the, I hear the song and it makes <laughs> me weep. Okay. Yeah. We shall see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically because we don't really have much movie news. Although they did release that filming will begin of Batman 2, the Batman 2, in March. Mm-hmm. But with how who at this point with how this writer strike is going, who knows? Yeah, writers and actors strike because they're still holding strong, holding strong. Which I'm like, give up, <laughs> just let it go. Oh, but we did watch a bunch of trailers. Yes, for a hot minute because we don't have a movie today, and I, the only movies I've seen these past couple weeks were uh, Guillermo del Toro movies. So, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that had us like, what the hell is this? Like, I'm so confused. Like, what, Freddy's, Freddy's Friday? Yeah, Freddy's Fridays. That, like, I looked it up on IMDb and it's the tip, it's like the, know what this is about, add a plot. And I'm like, that doesn't help me. And then you looked up, basically, it's like a spoof of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, I think it's from the same makers as, um, Blood and Honey. Yes, that's what it seemed like when you were saying that. And then that Megalodon. Oh, uh, Megalodon. The Frenzy. <laughs> Which, like, obviously, this the cinematography and the CGI all looks like it. they cost, like, $5. At one point in the trailer, you see a woman talking with a headset on, and you very clearly see the green screen behind her. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Okay. Uh, that's a, that's a, you get drunk with your friends and watch that movie. Basically, yeah. And then hope it's so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. Kind of a situation. But we did get a new trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. Which I am excited for. Mm-hmm. Especially good. Matthew Lillard. I mean, I will watch anything Matthew Lillard is in, so. Mm-hmm. You tell me Matthew Lillard's in it, I'm watching it. And yes, it is PG-13, but there are good PG-13 movies, hor- PG-13 horror <laughs> movies out there. Wow. Gonna be a long <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Um, the creator. Yes, which I asked you if it was Star Wars themed because I couldn't tell when I first saw the trailer, mm-hmm. and you told me no. It's just by the same guy who makes who made a uh, Rogue One. Someone's partying. Oh, dance break. <laughs> Jesus. What is, is his car farting? No, that's the subwoofers. Oh, I thought his car was farting. That would have been funnier. That would have been really funny. Yeah. Um, I am interested about creator though. Yes, that looks interesting. Yes, really interesting. Uh, what else? Um, Book of Clarence. Yes. I Which actually want to see that. That I'm that cast looks amazing, and the plot seems like some type of like. That? Yeah. yeah <laughs> the plot seems like um, it's going into <laughs> in the same vein as like a 
I'm kind of like Monty Python type of... Yeah, like uh, Life of Brian mm-hmm. kind of a situation. Yeah. Yeah, that looks... Because I'm sitting there like, I'm so confused. Is he supposed to be like Jesus or like pretending to be Jesus or what, what is... I need to watch it because I'm just now... Yeah, now you're it, thinking like, about it. shows enough, but then at the same time... It Not doesn't enough. show anything. <laughs> We're to a point where I'm like, now I need to watch it, which is how trailers should be. Mm-hmm. Don't but, give but everything I, away. I do feel like they did a spoiled ending. Well, probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was one scene. Uh, one scene. One scene. One scene. One scene specifically. Um, when they're telling him to walk on water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he says, like, damn or some shit like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that it's him and then his foot sinks and then they're going to kill him. We shall see, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am curious about that one. Um, Mel Gibson make, making a comeback. Oh my god! There was like eight was, movies with him. Seriously, like over exaggerating. There was like two, but yeah, but still, it felt like or three. It's mm-hmm. it felt like it was because I think it didn't help that they were like in a row, basically. Yeah. And there was this one movie that I'm kind of like, what? Kind of seems like a save the girl kind of a situation but also the girl's kind of a badass i don't know i forget what it was called but ryan hurst was looked like he is in it mm-hmm. it's kind of like and i even made the comment he's like he's definitely more attractive now than he was like in remember the titans he i always was, get him and charlie hunnam confused that's fair and they were both in sons of anarchy so mm-hmm. which i will say with that show i definitely stopped after ryan hurst's character to anyone who hasn't seen it sorry dies because mm-hmm. <laughs> He was I, my I favorite. Think was, I think that was spoiled for everyone. Yeah, because he was my favorite, and that scene was rough. So I was kind of like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I now understand how pe- why people stopped watching The Walking Dead after Glenn died. <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah, but everyone should have known. That, I mean, everyone that read the comics should have known that. Yes. And plus, they teased it so many times. Oh, yeah. That, he had too many that close mother- calls. Yeah, yeah, that motherfucker had way too many close calls. Oh, and my. And then they're like... We're just gonna we're tickling your balls right now. Yep. All the way up until. <laughs> mhm. They also I don't know if you, did you see it all that they released a trailer from the new Saw movie. Did I see it? I saw it in theaters before I watched something. I forget what it was that I watched. I think I saw it. I don't remember when I saw it. I think I saw it. I might have seen it. Yeah, I can't remember what movie I watched that the trailer was showing. But anyway, um, I'm probably going to see it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, the first couple saws were the best in my opinion, and then first it kind of got like, meh. First three. But I'll still watch them, because mm. torture porn. Why not? Yeah. When is Hostel making a comeback? I'm waiting for it. Mm-hmm. At this point, because... Get on it. It's like at this point you might as well. Yeah, we're seeing a, a relapse of the um the disaster movie, so why not bring back torture porn? Yes, which also I'm like kind of like, guys, aren't we already worried enough about the planet dying to just keep reminding us about all these disasters that could happen? Just bring back the slashers, bring them back, cause we can handle those. Yeah, and no aliens either, cause we already have enough of that going on in our lives at the moment. So yeah. Is that thing still going on? The aliens? Yeah. The the NASA thing? It distracted us, I think, for like 2.5 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then went back to our usual shit. 
We're human beings. We get distracted very easily. And I'm cracking up. I'm cracking up so much about the whole Trump thing. <laughs> this man got straight out of prison, made a shirt with his mugshot on it, and said, yo, we using this money for a campaign. And he actually got more money. <laughs> oh, did, my God. I did not hear about this. <laughs> yeah. My man's got on camera. Pretty much said, yeah. They try to bring me down, but they ain't bringing me down. This is all fucking political bullshit. Here's my shirt with my mugshot. You could buy it. See, and this is why I love watching movies and reading books, because I just get to escape the world. <laughs> that just makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> it's like one of those, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Oh my god, that was the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> oh god I, I do want that mugshot shirt I believe you but I don't want his version that says make, make America great again I want the other one that says fuck around and find out oh yes <laughs> I want it so bad you would do it you would do it oh, oh. yeah uh, yeah there were a few trailers but nothing really like else crazily stood out to me I don't think no I still smile every time I see the One Piece trailer. Yes, we did watch that. And then Ahsoka. Uh-huh. There's one more. There's something else that has, like, what the fuck was going on. Oh, we know. We forgot to talk about that one rom-com that's coming out, directed by Meg Ryan. Oh, yeah. I forget what it was called, but... That looks interesting. It does look interesting. Like, two, uh, like, a couple stuck in an airport they used to date... Then they broke up, and they're kind of stuck in the airport for, like, however many nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably going to be very predictable. Yeah. They always are. Yeah. But it does look interesting, I will say and that. And also, I feel like it's been a while since we actually got a rom-com. Yeah, I feel like they're not selling like they used to. No, because everyone's all fucking dead inside. <laughs> That's true. That's very, very true. That's why I'd rather just see stupid teenagers get hacked up. Mm-hmm. And there's that, uh, the, the, the freaking Hillary Swank movie with Alan Richardson. Oh, yeah. That looks, that's definitely one of those, like, emotional, heart-wrenching, yeah. blindside-ish, radio-ish kind of situation. Type Maybe movie the, my mom likes. Yeah, basically. And then what was that one movie with the, 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 the dragon? The, something with the dragon. Oh, Legend of the, the the White Dragon. Yes. Yeah, that's... um. Is that based on, like, an anime, or...? No, so, pretty much, uh, there's this studio called Bat in the Sun, and they've always done, like, little shorts and stuff like that for a uh, YouTube page called Versus. Okay. Where they pretty much make a full-out, like, cinematic type of fight with real actors and um, freaking stunt workers and stuff like that, and having a fight, let's say, between... Um, Wolverine and Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. I think I've actually seen... You've probably seen a couple of them. Yeah, because I feel like I've seen Deadpool <laughs> versus Batman or Deadpool versus someone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's that's them. Gotcha. Okay. So they got in partnership with uh, Dave, uh, Jason David Frank, who was the Green Ranger, who unfortunately passed away last year. Yes. Um, and they've been working with him for years now. And... They've been pretty much developing this movie for, like, the past five years. Gotcha. 
So that's the last thing that he's in. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Smash Mouth! Well, yes, the lead singer Smash Mouth died. That was that. He was only, what, 57? Yeah. Yeah, that was liver failure. Yes. Yes. And then, what's her name? Harley Quinn. Oh, 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 yes, I know who you're talking about. Um, The original voice actress for Harley Quinn. Um, Begins with an A. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. She's with Kevin Conroy now. Why'd you have to say that? She's with Kevin Conroy now. Arlene Sorkin. Yes, oh. Yeah, she, she's gone. She's with Kevin Conroy. We must protect Mark Hamill at all costs. Oh, God, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a day. That, that, that. I will openly sob. That will, that will be a day. And then I'll say he's with Gary Fisher now and Kevin Conroy. And Peter Mayhew. Anthony's, Anthony Daniels still kicking. Yes, yeah, that, yeah. But apparently he's an asshole. From what I've heard. Oh, I don't think I've heard anything like that. Uh, who knows? Yeah, we'll always end on a sad note, because why not? <laughs> still got Warwick Davis, though. That is true. Tim Curry's still here. Yes. And don't forget um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is still here. Yes, even though he's done with um, Indiana Jones now. Yes, and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been done with Star Wars. Well, yes, but he's officially done them both. He's just like, all right. I'm done. Get I'm these done. off of my back. <laughs> I'm done. He's like, get this fucking monkey off my back right now. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> this old, decrepit monkey from the fucking 70s just... <laughs> <laughs> it used to be the monkey from Chris's closet. Yes. And then he just was like, I'm done. <laughs> Very youthful and um, spry in his younger days. Yes. But it's been 40 years. Yeah, exactly. It's time need, to move yeah. on. <laughs> you just... <laughs> you see him just... <laughs> He, he just slowly crawls off and just like he's like <laughs> <laughs> goes back into the closet. Yeah, sounds about right. Oh. oh man. All right. And now we have our top five favorite Guillermo del Toro directed movies. Yes. Just something about his name, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. I love it. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically all I've been watching the past couple weeks. It's just Guillermo del Toro movies. I watched a few of the ones I haven't seen yet. And then the rest has been One Piece. That That's fair. I be, I realized there was only one movie that I have not seen. Which and one? that's Mimic. Mm. I've watched all the others. I'm like, huh. I'm still angry about Pan's Labyrinth, though. But we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. But do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Yeah, sorry. Okay, your number five. My numero cinco is Blade Two. Mm -hmm. Uh, released in March twenty or released on March twenty second of two thousand two. I remember seeing this movie in theaters. I'm that old. I'm that old. <laughs> it, honestly, like pre MCU movies, it's one of the best sequels. No, I agree. I I actually think I like the second one better than the first one. The second one's the best one out of the trilogy. I, I know. 
It might be because of the director. Yeah. Yeah, 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 maybe a little poquito. And like, Ron Perlman. I, I love Ron Perlman. I love him so much. You got Ron Perlman in there. Um, I forget his name. Wait, wait, wait. I got it here. I don't have it here. The guy that played Jared Nomad. Oh, yes. Who was also in um, Hellboy 2. Mm-hmm. And Norman Reedus. Yes, Norman Reedus. My man. Baby Norman Reedus getting Even blown the fuck up. He disappointed. Yes, he disappoints us. But Blade just being like, you really think I didn't know this whole time? By the way, it wasn't effective. Oh, shit. Yeah. But either way, like, I love the aesthetics. It has that blue that you talk about. Yes, I do love that blue. Um, I like how it expands the lore from the first movie. And also, like, it, it, it's it's Guillermo's eye. It, 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 that, that certain, like, mm. Especially when it comes to the monsters. Yes, yes. Yes. Like, the design of those, uh, I guess, neo-vampires or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I wouldn't expect a freaking person's lower jaw to split open and then a little alien tongue thing sticking out going. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. Also, aesthetically, one of my favorite endings in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Nomad just sticking the blade all the way up into his heart. He's like, it hurts no more. He's like smiling. He's like, and then Thanos is away. Yes, and like there's like it's cheesy and campy, but, but not it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, and it's not like overdone. Mm. That's the other thing where it felt like with, like Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, that was kind of like, that was it went too over the top. It, I don't know if it, you had it a went into to see like it. cringy territory. Yeah, I know to a point where I was like, all right. What are we doing? Like, I just stop, please. As funny as the whole uh, being a dick scene was, it was a little cringe. Yeah, little I was cringe. like, okay, we get it. We get it. Move on now. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, no, it was pretty much like a staple of my childhood, too. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's my number five. Yeah. And I will state that there is no bad Guillermo del Toro movies. Not at all. There's there's no bad one. Watching it, all of them, I'm like, none of them are bad. It, it's, it's just, just which one do you like more? Exactly. It's just more of kind of like, what. there are some that I like more than others. Like, oh, God. Um, my number five is The Devil's Backbone. Fair enough. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, just the creepy aspect of it. And yet still so emotional at the same time. Yeah. Because you haven't seen that movie before, right? Not before. No. Yeah. All of this, yeah. And I remember watching it before being like, oh my god, this is so good. Even the look of um, the ghost uh, Santi. Mm. Like, while, yes, it was still... Because Guillermo del Toro definitely has a way of, like, using prosthetics. But then also at the same time using his CGI to amplify what we're seeing. Yeah. Like, seeing, like... Because the whole thing with Santi was that he got his head smashed, basically. And then his body thrown into the water. And so his ghost, as he's walking around, like, you can see the blood coming out of his head. Like, he's still underwater. 
and he's soaking wet mm -hmm. and it just looks so creepy yeah but so good and just everyone did wonderful and the way that he has his villains because that's his big thing within a lot of his movies i'm going to be saying this a lot because it's in a lot of his movies because mm -hmm. the thing is guillermo del toro he always says that he relates more with the monsters Mm -hmm. quote-unquote monsters like he saw frankenstein and he was like absolutely in love with it the fact of this sweet like innocent creature being viewed as such like a terrifying thing that's why he would be perfect to make a a, a reimagining of frankenstein just imagine which that. he's doing that oh yeah that, that's yeah, right exactly he's doing a frankenstein movie which i'm so excited for like we're all sick of remakes we really are but he's allowed for that movie. For that movie. Because we know his heart is truly in it. Mm -hmm. It's like Pinocchio. His heart was truly in it. That's like, I would never wish for a remake of Scarface. Even though Scarface is a remake, do not remake that movie. That yep. movie is a masterpiece. Yep. But yet, but that's his thing also with a lot of his movies, including with this, is that like the real monsters are actually the humans. But then he also shows, like, the good people in this world. Mm -hmm. And just everybody's dynamic in The Devil's Backbone. Um, like, the doctor. Mm -hmm. I loved him so much. Like, even though his heart was broken and his lady was cheating on him with the young hot... <laughs> <laughs> he was still just so, like, sweet. And he was just trying to protect these kids. Which, of course, at the end, the kids all had to fend for themselves. All the adults died. <laughs> like... The woman, she died in the explosion. Like, the one, although I will say, I don't, I guess she was like kind of a maid or... Housekeeper? Housekeeper of some sort. Yeah. She um, she was the one who was like trying to fan the flames and like get them to stop. I'm like, lady, lady, do you not see all of the gasoline tanks? Like, you need to go. There's no stopping it. That thing is going to explode at any moment. Oh, look, it just exploded. Okay, and you're now dead. <laughs> Smart. Okay. Like, I understand. Kudos for trying, but uh... <coughs> it would have been better off throwing it on top like, of the throwing it on then running <laughs> like just go um and then the one woman uh what was her name i did oh god conchita conchita the the younger woman yeah, yeah. who was in the relationship with the villain mm -hmm. that that broke my heart of her running into the evil men and getting stabbed by him and just dying in the street. I was like, oh. so sad. She didn't deserve it. She was just trying to protect the children. Again, aesthetically, he, it's just his movies just as a way of like enveloping you and just like holding you in that moment. Uh-huh. And even the fact of like the kids, at first they were being kids and mm -hmm. there you had the, the bullies that were picking on the new kid. And anytime they found themselves in trouble that they got him in, he refused to tell the adults that they were involved. He was like, no, nope, it was all me. And they, in, at the end of the movie, he, like, basically earned their respect kind of situation, mm -hmm. which, young kids, you shouldn't have been douchebags in the first place. But, however, I understand. Tensions were high. But at the end of the day, he did not rat them out. Yeah. And what's your number four? My number four is, where are we at? Oh, there we go. 
Pan's Labyrinth. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, my number four is Pan's Labyrinth. I'm uh, surprised that's so low. I mean, I'll find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll find yeah, out. You, you'll, you'll find out. Um, yeah, this movie is so fucking beautiful. It really is. And tragic. It really is. I mean, uh, what's her name? The, uh... What is her name? The main Oph- character. Ophelia. Ophelia. Now I'm talking about her actress. Um, Ivana Bonquero? Bonquero? Bonquero. Also, I will apologize in advance for any butchering of actors' names. Bonquero. Yeah, I am. Her. I am white. <laughs> <laughs> I am white as white can be. That's not an excuse. I'm trying, but I also don't want to accidentally like. Mm. Instead of saying Jesus, I say Jesus. <laughs> like. <laughs> Either way, for a child actress, and not only that, like, I, I, obviously, because of my culture, I watch Spanish movies and shit like that. Not, there's not a lot of really good Hispanic actors at that age. It's very wooden, stereotypical kids, that type of thing. No, she killed it. Yeah, she was great. Mm Mm-hmm. And the freaking, um... The villain from that movie was freaking amazing. Oh. The scene with the rabbit. Oh. Huh. That, like, all the way up into that moment, it's like, okay, I, I can deal with this. It's all, you know, still pretty mellow, and then it's just, bah, bah. oh, we're going in this direction. All right, let me buckle up. Like, all right, buckle in, folks, because we're in for a doozy of a ride. And, and, <coughs> and it's His freaking creature design is so... On a different level, like Pan himself. Yep. Um, the Pale Man. Mm-hmm. Scary dude. Yeah. Again, using that um, practical and visual effects to enhance mm-hmm. with the with his little spindly legs. Again, using. Actors that he's used in other movies, Doug Jones. Uh huh. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I also like how, like, most of the lore is pretty based in what we have in our world right now. Like, they mentioned Mandrakes. Um, there's always been legends of satyrs and pans and stuff like that. Yep. Um, fairies, different fantasy realms and stuff. Like, I, I, it's almost like a Grimm's fairy tale. Yes, definitely. I can yeah. see that vibe. Like a, a Grimm's fairy tale for our modern time. Yes. But yeah, that's why I love that movie. Also, I have a question for you that I was actually wondering the other day. Yes. So when you watch Spanish movies that end up being like, have the English subtitles, do you ever find yourself looking at the English subtitles? Yeah, okay. Because I know for me personally, even, like, all people will have subtitles on, and I can hear the show or the movie perfectly fine, but my eyes tend to just go down to the subtitles, and I find myself reading. And I'm just like, why? I can hear them. Why am I looking at the, the words? Mine's is reflex because of anime. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my eyes end up getting drawn to, like, focus on the words. I'm like, stop it! <laughs> like, my, my eyes will just go like that. 
Like, I'll get every other word, and then my brain just fills in the rest of the sentence. Gotcha. Okay. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's weird. Like, I'll read it, but in my mind, I don't hear it as English. It goes straight to Spanish. Okay. Hmm. Weird how that works. It is weird. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the, the one question is, do you think think in Spanish, too? I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Hey, if you can. <laughs> like, like I, I could literally have an inner monologue in my mind between an English self and a Spanish self. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably how most of the world works, because most countries teach multiple languages, not just one. Yeah. This is America, so. Anyway. Um... Anything else? No. Okay. My number four is Hellboy 2. Hmm. The Golden Army, to mm-hmm. be specific. I personally liked that one a lot more than the first Hellboy. Not that I didn't like the first Hellboy. But it felt like there was more going on with the sequel. Because, again, he already established a world, so you could, you could just... Exactly. And it has more of, like, a comic vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because the thing about, like, comic books is that they're, they're, at the end of the day, a lot of times they're campy. Yeah. But in a good way. hmm And I love the dynamic between Ron Perlman and, uh, oh, what's her name? Selma Blair. Selma Blair. Um, I did kind of feel like most of the time Selma Blair's character, Liz, was kind of there. Like, she wasn't used as much as she could have been. At least compared to the, the first one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um... But I still enjoyed everything. And Doug Jones, again, just his character, Abe, was just wonderful. And I loved him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the villain also felt more... Grounded? Like, interesting. Yeah. Like, he felt more interesting in this... And it, he had a point. <laughs> also, he has a presence. He really does. And he also played the vampire in uh, yes. Blade 2. So, because he has, like, that oomph about him. But, like, even specifically that one scene where he was sending that giant monster, like, throughout the town. And Hellboy was holding the baby and holding up the gun. And the villain, um, Prince... Noir. Uh, Nuada. Nuada, yeah. Um, he was just like, he's the last of his kind. Are you really gonna kill him? Like, look at him. He's just, you know, mm-hmm. being himself. And he's the last of his kind. Are you really going to kill him? And Hellboy's kind of like... <sighs> like, you could tell he doesn't want to. Because yeah. he understands. Because mm-hmm. he's a monster himself. But he ends up shooting him. And saving the baby. And this goddamn bitch. The mother of the child. Comes running up going... Oh my god, what did you do to my baby? Saved it. You're welcome. And they're all, of course, calling him a monster. And he's just like... But, but I... Because... I feel like naturally that's just what yeah. humans would do. And it annoys me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, me personally, I'd probably... Like, seeing a monster for the first time probably just standing in front of me, like, I'd probably be like, okay, what do I do? Do I run? Do I fight? I don't know what to do. Like, you're, you're kind of scary right now. But then, like, if nothing happens, then I'd be like, are we cool? We seem cool. Can I get close? Can I, are we, okay, close, close, close. And then, like, bear my surroundings kind of a situation. If I end up dying, I end up dying. Um, and if not, if it turns out that he's actually, like, a good creature and he's kind of just there, then I'd be like, all right, we're going to be best buds now, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I don't know, I just loved everything about Hellboy 2, and, um, the CGI was cool. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, is, like, nowadays, and I had this discussion with Brian, and when we were seeing Blue Beetle, and he was saying how, like, well, you know, there's only, like, in, like, this world kind of situation, like, you know, you could only do so much without CGI, and some things you, like, need the CGI, I was just like, I agree. But, however, when the studios can afford mm-hmm. to pay their special effects and actually make good CGI, then it's better. But when they clearly don't, and yeah. what, they pay, like, $5, it looks like shit. And it just takes away from the aspect. And I feel like a lot of his movies, he's able, like we said, he's able to use the CGI where it's absolutely gorgeous, and you forget that you're watching, like, a green screen, basically. Yeah. Like, you forget that it exists. And again, Ron Perlman. He he is Hellboy. Oh, without a doubt. He is Hellboy. Like, don't get me twisted. I love David Harbour. You know, that's Hopper. Mm-hmm. But you gotta stay and like Santa Hopper. Claus. Mm-hmm. But you gotta stay like Hopper and Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. He's not Hellboy. I haven't seen that movie. I probably will eventually, but... I, I, I turned it off. Oh, that's bad. I turned off a movie. Oh, that's not good. Mm-hmm. It's bad when one of us turns off a movie. Yeah. Um, but now they're making another remake with a different actor. But it's supposed to be adapting one of his most famous um, story arcs. Okay. Being... Um, who was it? The Crooked Man. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see how this goes, I guess. Yeah. But yes, Hellboy 2. During our little pause there, we had the air conditioner going because it is hot as hell in this mm-hmm. apartment. So we decided to torture ourselves of a try not to sing, dance, lip react. sing, react to like emo songs, emo rock alternative songs. That Jesus it Christ, was so that hard. was so it was hard. so hard. It was a <laughs> painful experience. Oh, God. I... I telling you if we ever decide to put this also on youtube we'll have to do like little snippets of th- stuff like that and just like <laughs> oh god we're dying we're dying like they, they have like those like try not to react challenge with, but with like movie scenes and we, we should do those <coughs> oh like that would be cool mm-hmm. that would be rough at some points like the try not to <laughs> oh oh god there are some scenes though some scenes okay Ooh. so what is your number three because now we're in the top three. Yes. Pinocchio. 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 Or Pinocchio, as my mom says it. Oh, okay. I like it. Uh, yeah, it was a visual fucking masterpiece. Hell we, we, yeah. We did a, an entire podcast on the movie, so like all the praises that we have for that movie will be on there. But it is so good. I really did forget that it was stop animation. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. It, it it flowed so beautifully, and just the scenery in, in general, and the meticulous detail to everything in every scene. Yes. Oh. <laughs> just I everything. want him to do more. Yes. I want him to do more stop motion, please. I mean, he loves it. Like he said, mm-hmm. like in multiple interviews, that he absolutely loves like stop animation. 
He needs to do more. Please do more. And I love the fact that the movie, because it came out the same year, right, as the live-action Pinocchio? Yes. Yeah. And apparently another Pinocchio movie. Yes. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> no, apparently. Okay, so my one coworker, she was, like, big on, like, um, Twitter culture and stuff like that. She was telling me about <laughs> the how Twitter exploded when the trailer to that third Pinocchio movie came out. Oh, boy. Because the entire Twitter community started naming that Pinocchio Twink Nokio. Oh, boy. Because of one scene specifically, and that's the only scene he talks in that way. Oh, my God. Father. <laughs> I'm going to go see the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, that, like... It blew any other rendition of Pinocchio out of the water. Absolutely. Like, the original classic that Disney did? Fuck out of here. The remake? Fuck out of here. The other one that my mom loves that came out in the early 2000s, late 90s? Fuck out of here. Yep. This one. This one right here. This is the one that I will show my future children. I like. Yes, same, actually. Mm-hmm. Cause I even said in the last podcast, like, I never really fully got into the Pinocchio cartoon movie. That wasn't one of the ones I watched over and over. But, like, this one, yeah. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing, Del Toro. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yes. All right, what's your numero tres? The Shape of Water. Hmm. The face of... Uh, the face... Uh, the Shape of Fish Sticks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you like fish sticks? <laughs> you a gay fish. Um, this easily, this movie could have been weird. I mean, it was kind of weird. But it could have been, like, really weird or stupid or cheesy easily. But the way it was done. Yeah, he, he, he found the way to do this movie correctly oh and it was just so beautiful and emotional and michael shannon's character jesus christ yeah i hated him so much. he plays the villain really well oh yeah <laughs> like, well you, you, you know how i feel about him as odd yes hands down the best villain from the dceu yes hands down absolutely and it was just so beautiful and the way <laughs> that both doug jones and uh <coughs> sally hawkins because they don't speak. Yeah. Neither of them. And they, without any dialogue whatsoever, their body language, their facial, facial emotions and reactions, like, things just sold me. And I fell in love. <coughs> yeah. And, like, the entire time you're wondering, like, because, okay, having sex with a fish creature that's like the the whole argument. Like, if you were to see either a merman or a mermaid, would you have sex with it? Or, if you were to see an attractive alien, would you have sex with it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we get to a point like Guardians of the Galaxy, where basically everyone's like pansexual because yeah, there's so many different creatures and stuff, and it ends up turning out at the end of the movie that because she has scars on her neck. And she's mute. She was found by a river. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't know anything about her past. And we're wondering, where did these scars come from? You find out at the end of the movie, those are actually gills. And she's basically, like, one of him. So it makes sense anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, it again, she was found at a river. 
and just such a beautiful love story. And just the fact of like, because this poor creature is being tortured by these humans, because again, humans are the real monsters at the end of the day. Because it's like that time set during, like, you know, the war, and you know, America's like terrified of communists and mm. the Russians. So they're trying to like beat the Russians and trying to figure out how to use this creature as a weapon. And this creature that was found in Africa and he was viewed as a god because he can heal wounds, he can make your hair grow when you're bald. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, so there's a reason why he's viewed as like a god, but these people just look at him like. You're just a... Sub-creature. Sub, we're clearly better than you, kind of a situation. And they we're torture superior. him. We're superior. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, you're not. Fuck off. Um, and Sally Hawkins' character, like, when she first meets him, like, you know, at first he's like, oh, God, another one. Mm-hmm. Go Get away from me. But then they build, like, this relationship to each other through, like, music and emotions and being there for each other kind of a situation. Oh, God. And everyone... Just every character as well and like her and um um what was it um richard strickland mm-hmm. who pl- no that's michael richard jenkins who plays giles like her best friend yeah their relationship their it, their dynamic was just so beautiful it was so cute and adorable and i love their chemistry and even just the tiny scenes of like when he goes to the diner and he's, like, striking up a conversation with, like, the waiter. And, you know, he unfortunately misinterprets their conversation because he's gay. Mm-hmm. And he, like, holds his hand and the waiter's just like, oh, no, like, don't touch me. Like, ew, no, what are you doing? Absolutely not. And then you see these two African-Americans come in and they want to sit, like, at the diner part. And he's like, no, 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 you can't sit here. Like, get away. And she's like, but and the woman's like, there's empty seats. Like, what do you mean? He's like, no, not for you. Get out leave because you know mm-hmm. it's the times and then um poor uh giles like he's like sitting there like he didn't have to treat them that way yeah because he's also he's basically one of them like he's mm-hmm. part of the, a minority as well and he gets kicked out and he's just basically like i have no friends except you i'm gonna help you get that sea creature out and i'll yeah. Just everybody, everybody, Octavia Spencer, mm-hmm. how could you not love her? She's wonderful in anything that she's in. I could watch this movie again and again and again and again, and I love it so much. Yes. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. And fuck humans. <laughs> and the doctor, too. I love the doctor. If they were to ever make a live-action remake of The Iron Giant... Please give it to Guillermo. Oh, yes. Please give it to him. Yes. Because he's the only person I will accept to make that. Yes. I also want him to make a werewolf movie. Yes. Because, okay, me personally, I've always loved werewolves. Like, you know, there was a period of time where, like, I loved (laughs) vampires when I was a kid. But at the end of the day, like, wolves were one of my favorite animals, still are one of my favorite animals. Mm -hmm. Because they're so, wolves themselves are misunderstood. They're always yeah. the villains of the movie, like in Beauty and the Beast, or... I was going to say Benji, but that was a coyote. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> old Yeller. Mm-hmm. Um, Frozen. Mm-hmm. Not the Disney one. <laughs> but, like, they're always viewed as the villain, and so, like, with the... Frozen boots. Yes. But also, 
with werewolves because at the end of the day it's about letting in your inner beast just roam free and I feel like Guillermo would do so well with that yeah like and he wouldn't make it because if you think about it a lot of movies with werewolves the werewolves don't look that great they look kind of cheesy and it's hard it's yeah. hard to make like a good looking werewolf honestly one of my favorite werewolf designs actually comes from um Van Helsing no I I can see that from uh, the one with uh, Hugh Jackman? Yep. Mm-hmm. No, that one's good. And also the transformation scene in American Werewolf in London. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Oh, so good. But I want him to, I want Guillermo del Toro to make a werewolf movie. Please. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. But yeah, Shape of Water. Mwah. Gorgeous. Wunderbar. Number two? Number two. My number two is Hellboy 2. It's funny how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I absolutely love this movie. Um visually striking again his freaking creature design is on point in this movie um i love the uh the story arc they gave for abe sapien yep for some reason i relate to him very much i don't know why i don't know why either yeah i'm so shocked (laughs) again ron perlman kills it as hell he he is hellboy just like robert downey jr is iron man he is hellboy yep um, yeah, going to the scene that you were talking about with the, um, the ancient creature, mm-hmm. that scene actually makes me tear up every time at the death of that creature. Mm-hmm. And the way that he was able to do that for that scene is just so good. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. Um, also the design of the freaking golden army. Yes. I love it so much. Just that like rustic gold. With that inner, like, magma type of glow coming inside. Oh, so good. Yep. And also, we're not talking, you know, we're not even talking about Johan. Oh, yeah. Freaking Seth MacFarlane. Yes. It's so funny that. I forgot that he was doing that. He was great. The the whole scene with the lockers of him fucking up Hellboy. That's what I'm saying. Like, with comic books, they are campy at the end of the day, but done so well as long as you do it right. Yeah. Um, and again, one of my favorite villains, Prince Nuada. Yeah, he was good. Mm-hmm. And again, he had a point. Yes. People suck. Because yes. we basically, basically, they're saying that we... Fucked up the world. Fucked up the world. We kind of took it over and made them, like, hide away, like, rats kind of a situation. Yeah. And also, like, the the set design, too, for that, um, that underground market. Yes. One of my favorites, yes. so of my favorites in cinema. I always love the look, too, of, like, just leaves falling down. Mm-hmm. And I love how they did that. Yeah, that's my number two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My number one and number two, I it was hard. It kept switching. It's still probably going to switch for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But my number two, Pan's Labyrinth. I was so fucking mad at Amazon that one day, though. <laughs> I know I'm trying not to stream serv- stream stuff, but there are a lot of movies that I also don't have. So I did rent Pan's Labyrinth on Amazon. Instead of asking me that I have a copy. Yes. Look, I've seen Pan's Labyrinth multiple times. But I don't know every line word for word. Mm. And it is a Spanish-speaking movie. So I need the subtitles. Yeah. And Amazon said, (laughs) with English subtitles, there were no subtitles. 
I had no idea what was going on. Well, I knew what was going on, but I'm like, I don't know exactly what they're saying. I don't speak Spanish. America, mm -hmm. the American educational system has failed me. I forgot the word for a second. See, right there, <laughs> that's how much they failed me. <laughs> so I was so mad that I just went on my Amazon account, purchased the Blu-ray, and be like, all right, it'll be here tomorrow. So I was able to watch it mm -hmm. on my Blu-ray. And just... Yeah, this movie is gorgeous. Yeah. The villain is so terrifying and real. And we all know how Guillermo del Toro feels about fascism. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like it. He don't like it. And he makes it very obvious in this movie. And even like the entire time with like the fauna is that you're you kind you're wondering like are you a good guy? Are you a bad guy? You kind of seem really sinister. Like, obviously, if you haven't seen the movie, if you have seen the movie, you know the answer. Yeah. But, like, when you haven't seen it before, like, I'm, I remember questioning him the whole time. Like, is he really a good guy? Is her dad also really a good guy? Like, is she sure she wants to be a part of this universe? Like, I'm, I'm questioning. I'm suspicious. And obviously the real villain at the end of the day is like, you know, the captain of a fascist army um, that, you know, as you had pointed out with that rabbit scene of hardcore kills a farmer and his son and then looks through the bag and sees the dead rabbits and goes to his like second in command going, you should have done a better search before mm -hmm. calling me here. And I'm like, well, dude, why didn't you do the search? You just, you're a psychopath at the end of the day. Yeah. And the emotions that everybody put into it, wonderful. The whole scene of how <coughs> Ophelia had to sacrifice the blood of her brother, her newborn baby brother, mm -hmm. to get into the her dad's kingdom, where she's just flat out like, no. No, no, no. I'm not doing it. And the fauna's just like, you barely know this thing. You barely know this brother of yours. Like, why do you care so much? I guess you don't really actually want to go home. And just that ending scene was so heartbreaking. Yeah. But then at the same time, so happy. Because <laughs> the soul of the princess was just in this human form, and her soul was released and was able to get into the underworld. Because at the end of the day, the underworld's not supposed to be like hell no in like most mythical beliefs it's just basically the other side yeah kind of a situation no, and if we're it's, talking greek mythology hell would be tartarus yes exactly mm -hmm. and also just the, the visual effects of the underworld at the end of the movie so beautiful and just and then you see like the fauna he's standing there with a smile on his face like See, I'm actually not a bad guy. <laughs> like, I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm doing my job. I'm a messenger. Exactly. He's Don't Hermes. shoot me. <laughs> and didn't Doug Jones play him? Yes. Yes. Is that him actually speaking Spanish? Hey, was it Doug Jones playing it? No, Doug Jones was the um, the pale man. Well, yeah, he was the pale man, but I'm pretty sure he also. I wrote it down. Yeah, Fano slash pale man. Oh. Which also pale man. Creepy as fuck, mm -hmm. but so good. Really unique 
design. Yes. Like the flabby arms, the little pudgy belly, and then them spindly legs. And it, because she <clears> ate <throat> the damn grape. Mm-hmm. Oh, children. Shouldn't I have ate the grape? Nope. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> exactly. We all know what happens when you drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, just, I, I love it. And the doctor, the poor doctor. Yeah. His fate was sad. Damn you, Del Toro, for making us feel the feels. <laughs> but yeah, there's this movie is just pure perfection in my eyes. There's nothing bad about it. And it's just, everything about it is gorgeous and wonderful and beautiful. It's up there in one of my favorite foreign films. Yeah, no, I agree. It's better when I can read what's being said. <laughs> but now I own it on Blu-ray, so it's fine. Yeah. And before we say our number n- numero uno favorite Guillermo del Toro movies... Um, some little snippets of some of his other movies. Yes. Because, like I said, none of them are bad. It's just some are better than others. I mean, like, I know I've said this before, Crimson Peak isn't my favorite. However, there are things that I really do enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. Like, the gothic vibes. Love me some gothic shit. Yeah. It's so great. The chemistry between everybody was wonderful. Um, I kind of wish the ghosts were a little less cgi because I feel like if they were... Because they were still practical effects, but also with the Amplify of CGI. But I felt like it was a little bit too much CGI. I feel like that's the, the, the consensus with that movie. Yeah. It was just too much. But I liked what the twist that they were working on. And Jessica Chastain, man. I love her. Yeah. She's just... the She played the psychotic bitch so well. Even though she killed the dog. Still very upset about that scene. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I always forget that he did mimic. I always forget he did mimic. The only Del Toro movie I have not seen, and I finally watched that, and it's not bad. Yeah. It's like your, your standard early or, or late two thousand, no, no, no. late uh, nineties, right? Late nineties. Yeah. Very, I think nineteen ninety nine or two thousand one or 90, something like 97. that. Ninety seven. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I thought it was later than that. Miramax film, so you know what you're gonna get with a Miramax film. Yep. Yeah, it's just a solid, solid movie. Solid like monster. Yeah. Movie kind of a situation that the humans created, where it's kind of like humans against humans kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, his first movie, um. Kronos? Kronos. Uh, that one I didn't watch. I, I like that one. and Because that's like his version of like a vampire movie. And it has like that emotional pull and Ron Perlman was in it. And I love him. Oh shit. So it actually pre- almost premiered when I was born. Which one? Kronos. Oh, Kronos? Oh, okay. So it premiered at the uh, 25th Muestra Internacional de Cine. Um, on November 27th of 1992. Oh, damn, so close. So close. Yet so far away. I also forget randomly that he did Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Which, that was, that's a prime example of how CGI, you, you, how you can actually forget that it's CGI. Yeah. Because it's done so well, it doesn't look cheap. Everybody just, eat your Elba. Eat your Elba. Shit, I forgot about Nightmare Alley. I didn't watch Nightmare Alley. I was watching that before I came over. I haven't finished it. Like, I mean, I watched it in theaters with Brian when it came out. 
Um, and I haven't seen it since, so, and I haven't finished it, but, like, as I was watching, I was just like, yeah, I, this movie is really good, and everyone does wonderful at it, but I would probably say that would be, like, my number six, I think. Mm. It, it's a very slow-paced movie, like, it's still, like, paced well, but it's definitely slower paced compared to his other stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's still really cool, the way that they stylize it yeah and the only one that we haven't mentioned was um the original hellboy yes which again solid movie john hurt mm. sad face i i love his chemistry that he has with uh ron perlman though oh same absolutely and also the the, the dead guy that they brought to life <laughs> the little zombie dude i love him he was the, funny. The, the russian zombie yes he was funny that was good. You saw, did you see Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Yeah. It just makes me think of the... Mm-hmm. We need to watch that on a Wednesday night hangout. Yeah. Because <laughs> that movie is fun. I think everybody would enjoy that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, there's no bad Guillermo del Toro movie. It's just... Which one do you like better? Which one do you like better? But what's your number one? Oh, no. My number one is Pacific Rim. Okay. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I love that movie since I was a small child I, I've always had and both Kenny and myself have had this obsession with giant robots always shocker we, yeah we, we grew so up in, yeah we grew up in the era of Power Rangers never saw Rangers. this coming <laughs> yeah, we, grew, we grew up in the era of Power Rangers and Transformers Transformers Voltron um what, whatever else came out around that time um Gundam uh, which yes. was the main in, uh, inspiration behind Pacific Rim. And also the fact that if it wasn't for Pacific Rim and Guillermo del Toro, the term kaiju would have never gone into public lexicon. Ooh. Because ever since that movie, now people use the word kaiju a lot. Just was like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes. Groot, go kaiju! <laughs> no, don't go full kaiju! <laughs> Although so, it's funny, because when you say uh, Gundam... Mm-hmm. All I think of is dum dum. I want gum gum. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's just what pops in my head every time you or Brian says. I'm always like dum dum. I want gum gum. <laughs> you should just start saying. It. I should. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the, the cast did um, amazing. Freaking Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah. I love his chemistry with um. Oh, what's her name? I forget her. Like, her character's name is Mako. Yes, like his adoptive daughter, basically. Um, I wasn't really a fan of... Um, I'm spacing out our names today. He's in Sons of Anarchy. We mentioned him earlier. Charlie Hunnam? Charlie Hunnam. I wasn't really a fan of his character. I felt like he was kind of just there. Uh, it felt a little bit too forced of a... Um, that, that Like that sto- stoic hero role. Yeah. I mean, he did. He did yeah. the best he could. Like, I, I do love him as an actor. Mm. But yeah, I was kind of just like he. His character was kind of just there. I was more interested in his surrounding, yeah, cast members. That their stories were more, like a Charlie Day and um. I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. God, he's yeah. Their their chemistry is absolutely wonderful and awesome. <laughs> Ron <Again>, Perlman. Ron Perlman. <laughs> Ron Perlman. Ron fucking Perlman. He has such a small role compared to his other movies that. But he, he makes a presence. Portal, he makes his presence known. And it's so great. Where's my other shoe? <laughs> yes. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that movie. It, it, it feeds into my inner child. My inner child's like, yeah, giant robot, giant robot, giant robot. It, it's like um, Charlie Day in um, Lego. Yes. Spaceship, giant <laughs> robot. <laughs> and you know what's funny as hell? They actually mention this and they make a point of this in One Piece. Oh, really? About boys' obsessions with giant robots. Huh, interesting. <laughs> it's funny as shit. Like, there, there's one character who's like, um, he's a cyborg. And he ends up creating, like, this giant robot thing, like a giant robot pirate. And the minute he unveils it to everyone, Luffy and the gang start, their eyes fucking get big. They're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then they just pan over to all the girls. They're like, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's fancy, I guess. <laughs> Boys and their toys. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> You're number one. My number one is Pinocchio. That That is fair enough. That is completely fair enough. It's just, again, there's a whole podcast episode about it. But everything about it was stunning. My, my mom, I'm so happy I got my mom to watch it because she absolutely loved it. We still randomly talk about it and we keep saying we need to get dad to watch it because mm-hmm. we know he would like it too. My mom saw it too. It's so... I had her watch it. And mom and I were both crying. Um, because, you know, the emotions, all of the emotions of just nonstop crying. And I just love the different styles and visuals and especially death. Yeah. And the black rabbits. They were so cool. They You still need to get a tattoo of that. I do. They appeased my inner goth. I was just like, yes, I love it. And just all the voice acting. Like, I did have my criticism of Finn Wolfhard with... Candlewick, I was kind of like, I feel like he just needs a little bit more training when it comes to voice acting. Yeah. But, like, I can see, like, there's... Potential. There's potential. There's a path. But, like, everybody did so well. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. I love that man so much. Like, just everything about him. And, and like, again, we're going to talk about spoilers. The end when they freaking kill him off. (laughs) Like, I was already emotional throughout the movie. Yeah. But that part just done. I'm done. Yeah. Well, because there's like the whole aspect of just like, well, he continues living, everybody else around him. Yeah. Which is another reason why if I had to choose between a werewolf, or werewolf, vampire or a werewolf, I would not want to be a vampire. Game, having to live forever, I don't know. Seeing yeah, everybody around me that I like get close to potentially die, no. Eventually you'll get numb to it. Well, but also this planet sucks. Yeah, but if you know how to play your cards right, you can fuck some shit up. That, that's all I'm But playing. also, werewolves are cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, yeah, just Pinocchio, I, lo- I, I just, I, there aren't enough words for how visually stunning and beautiful it was all throughout. And the amount of times I cry watching that movie, oh my god. <laughs> It's so wonderful. Guillermo del Toro, please make more. Stop. Stop motion. Stop motion animation. Thank you. I was like, where's words? Because he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Oh. But yeah, that's our top five favorite Guillermo del Toro directed movies. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> that. I used it. I used it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, God. And our next episode. So, 
everybody knows October 3rd is Mean Girls Day. However, October 3rd is in October where I only watch horror movies. That one. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> you had to. So our next episode will be about Mean Girls. Yeah. The movie that when they first showed trailers, everybody was just like, oh, it's a chick flick, like it's a girl movie. And then all the boys watching it, they're like, this is amazing. This is for everyone. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> My brother being one of them. Yeah, because you had me watch that movie for the first time. Did I? Yes. Did I pop your Mean Girls cherry? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't remember that. Whenever the... It, it, it was way early back. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I, I just didn't watch it. Not because I didn't want to watch it, just because, like, I didn't, never had a chance to watch it. I had my mind occupied with, like, Marvel movies. That's fair. There's so many quotable lines. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that I still quote to this day. One of my many, many quotes. Mm-hmm. Like Spongebob. Would you like someone, someone to assign someone to butter your muffin? <laughs> On Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> There's <coughs> so much more. But, yes, and then it's time for our spoopy time. Yeah. Horror movies, and I'm so excited. But thank you all for listening. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Guillermo del Toro posts on Instagram and Letterboxd because, you know, that's all I've been watching. Yeah. So I will get back into watching more DVDs. And also, I don't... Did I mention about my Hellboy DVDs? No. The fact that they were both Jimmy's and both of them oh. worked. Oh. Oh. Both of them worked. I was like, okay, there we go. We're getting somewhere. It's not bad. Yeah, no, we're. It's not bad at all. So far, the couple movies I've seen, like Warrior, was the only one that wouldn't work. Mad Warrior. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a while. You know, it's been a hot minute since I've seen it, but I tried the other day and that didn't work. But yes, again, again, thank you for listening so much. If anybody has any opinions on what they think their favorite Guillermo del Toro movie is. Let us know. And while you're at it, give us a five-star review. And tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell that wooden boy that kind of just runs throughout your neighborhood causing ruckus. You know, tell your butcher. Tell your barber. Tell that man that's over there that... Who is it? Who is it, Liz? Who's that man? I think I know who that man is. Oh, boy. <laughs> I hope that goes through. I hope that goes through. I don't know. I didn't see anything. <laughs> I don't know. I see nothing. You can't see him. Yep, nope. I'm still laughing at the one time that he did that you can't see me to a blind kid. Oh, God. <laughs> and he, like, realized that he fucked up on camera. He was like, oh. <laughs> it's like, he oh, felt so bad. <laughs> I'm horrible. I want to die now. Because <laughs> that would be me. Uh, but yes, thank you for listening and see you next time, I guess. Maybe. Goodbye. Goodbye.